Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. We want to go back in time a little bit. And at this stage, it's all a muddle. Really. I mean, when you start thinking back over the last three years... You kind of start thinking, did I go on holidays last year? Or was that the end of COVID? Or was it the year before? When, when did I get my car? When, when did we move into the house, love? It was three years ago, two years ago. COVID, COVID just sucked two and a half years of our life away. We have no memory anymore of those two and a half years. It was like we leapt from 2021 into 2023. And there was all that muddle in the middle of COVID. I mean, I want to ask you, was it all worth it? Really, was it all worth it? And I'll tell you why in a second. But, you know, firstly, lockdowns. And Ireland had the second longest lockdowns in the world. Lockdowns, of course, disproportionately affected vulnerable populations. Those in lower socioeconomic brackets faced greater financial hardship and limited access to resources and healthcare, as we did. The inequalities exposed by lockdowns highlighted the need for targeted support for the most vulnerable members of society. From recent studies... In comparison to countries who had little or no lockdowns or restrictions, infections and deaths were no higher. And in some countries, in fact, they were actually lower. Businesses closed down, the nighttime economy was destroyed and probably hasn't recovered. And some say it will never recover, as habits changed, people's livelihoods were destroyed, which in turn caused huge mental and physical health issues. And the elderly were left to die on their own, which I think is really sad. Remember those stories of people standing outside windows while their mother died in a nursing home or father. And in general, people lost nearly three years of their lives and the quality of life. Even with strict restrictions in place, the virus still finds a way to spread, making it difficult to completely control the transmission. And we all knew that at the time, but we were in denial. Well, we weren't in denial, the government were. And the long-term health effects of lockdowns would be felt for years with undiagnosed cancers, heart diseases and other life-limiting conditions that were not attended to during COVID lockdowns because people couldn't get to see a doctor. It seems the collateral damage, according to reports and studies, will be incalculable deaths or the reduction of quality of life for many people will be felt for many years. In conclusion, masks, although a useful tool in the mitigation of the transmission of COVID-19, they didn't actually work. They didn't work as effectively as anticipated and their limitations in filtering small particles, inconsistent usage, potential for promoting risky behaviour, variability in mask types and the multifaceted nature of the virus itself are all factors that contributed to their limited or as suggested in a very recent gold standard study, no effect whatsoever. We were sold a lie. And what was weird about being sold that particular lie was the HSC and all the experts said at the very start that masks would make no difference. But because of social pressure, they decided suddenly to do a U-turn on that and say that masks made a difference. Although the evidence strongly suggested from the very start, because there had been studies done on masks in the past in relation to the flu and influenza in hospitals, that masks made no difference. But yet we still went ahead and mandated people to wear masks, particularly young children. Couldn't see their smiles in school anymore. Not only that, people turned against each other. Because it was inferred if you didn't wear a mask, you were walking around with some sort of loaded gun, waiting to spread the infection. Do you remember that? He's not wearing a mask! Heretic! Get him, quickly! <laughs> Do you remember all that carry-on? Then we came to vaccines. We all clambered for the vaccine and were promised by experts on TV it would stop you getting COVID. Then it turned to, okay, well, it won't stop you from getting it, but you won't get as sick. 
then when people were getting a sick, even with the vaccine, they said, well, you might not get a sick, but you'll end up, you won't end up in hospital. You see where I'm going with this? It didn't seem to make a difference. And the latest admission, of course, from Pfizer was that they never actually tested the vaccine for reducing transmission in the first place. So the idea that governments of the world were telling people to get vaccinated because it would reduce transmission was essentially untested. And it didn't really reduce transmission. In fact, transmission rates in many countries and in many places were higher after the vaccine. Now, you could put that down to other strains. It's hard to measure all those things. Then came the vilification of those who chose, for whatever reason, not to get vaccinated. They're irresponsible. They're murderers. They should lose their jobs. People did lose their jobs. They should be segregated. And indeed, they were segregated. They weren't allowed into public places like restaurants, bars, venues. They couldn't leave the country on a plane. It then turned out that the vaccinated were just likely to sp- just as likely to spread it as the unvaccinated. So that was completely in vain. It made no difference whether you were vaccinated or unvaccinated. You still were likely to spread it if you had it. So did the vaccines make a real difference? According to some experts, no, they didn't. Some would say they did. Did the lockdowns make any real difference? According to the gold standard evidence, no, they didn't. Did masks make any difference? According to the gold standard evidence that's out now out, the biggest studies that have been done across the world, no, they didn't. Or as they quote, little or no difference. And looking at the evidence from countries with lower uptake of vaccines, it seems, as I said, they made little or no difference. And the last part was encouraging people to wear, or children to wear masks, which again, studies showed made little or no difference in comparison to the social sacrifice that was made. Also encouraging parents to get vaccinated against a virus that was of little risk to them. I mean, we all know now, because, and we knew probably six months in, the virus was particularly dangerous for those over the age of 70, Actually, a little, bit, a little bit more dangerous than the flu for those over the age of 70, but less dangerous than the flu for those under the age of 70. That's statistically true. But yet we treated it like it was the bubonic plague. But how did COVID affect you? Was your job lost? Did you lose a loved one during the virus and couldn't get to see them? Did you lose a loved one to COVID? Because many people did die with COVID-19, and I don't want to dismiss that. But then again, many people die of all sorts of things. We People die every year. But if we look at the actual facts, the excess deaths were in and around the same, if not less, for those particular years. In other words, no more people died really in Ireland. They died for other reasons, but also had COVID too. Very few people died specifically of COVID unless they were very old. Did you wear masks and adhere to the restrictions? How did it affect your life? Or is it all just a distant memory to you now? Did we kind of, do we kind of unconsciously shut it out of our minds? Yes, I was one of the detractors, if that's what you want to call me at the time. I didn't agree with lockdowns. I never did. I was one of the, the few on media. There were a couple of us who were anti-lockdown, anti-restriction, and to some degree anti-mask. Now, I wasn't disrespectful. When I went into a shop to keep other people happy, I wore a mask. I didn't feel it was any benefit to me. In fact, I hated it. I found it really uncomfortable. I couldn't breathe properly. And I found them really warm. I didn't wear them unless I really had to. And I only did it out of respect for other people. And I'll be honest with you, I only did it because I'm in the media. And the last thing I wanted at that particular time was somebody taking a photograph of me going, Look, Noel Boylan's not wearing a mask. Get a picture of him quick and we put it in the newspaper and he loses his job. Because that's what was happening at the time. People were snitching on each other, twitching on each other, looking out the curtains at each other. 
<gasps> Look at Mary down the road. She's gone past her 5K. Wow. Let's wing the guards. John and Elizabeth across the road are gone on holidays. They're not supposed to leave the country. Send the guards after them. People were ratting on each other. I remember the one clown <laughs> towards the end of COVID-19. She had a she report or something. She went out on the streets at William Street and took a video of people enjoying themselves. Do you remember that? People were out on the street enjoying themselves. They weren't allowed indoors, but they were allowed outdoors. And they were, the street was packed full of people really having a good time. I don't think any of those people died. And this reporter took a video of them and put up online and said, oh, it's disgraceful. Look at this. It's disgraceful. People enjoying themselves. It backfired drastically on that particular reporter. I remember rightly at that time. I've gone on too much now. So the question is, how did COVID affect your life? And I don't mean the virus. I mean all the restrictions. I mean the masks. I mean everything. Losing your job. Down on your income, of course, if you lost your job for that period of time. How did it affect you? The number is 087-188-008. Or did it affect you? Maybe you're one of those people who believe it was all worthwhile now. I'm glad we did all those things. I'm glad we locked down. I'm glad we had restrictions. I'm glad we had masks. And I'm glad we had all those things. Maybe you're one of those people. I'd like to hear from you too. I want to be fair. The number is 87 188 I'm not going to cut you off or anything. Don't worry. Because I'm interested. I'm always interested in how the other half think, so to speak. 087-188-0008 is the WhatsApp number. Let me go to Tony. Tony, how are you doing? You're on Ireland's Classic. It's radio. Tony, 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 Tony. He ain't. Oh, that's. Oh, oh, oh well, hang, hang on. Sorry, Tony. I heard up the wrong fader. That's my fault. <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh, you know what? I was Tony. sitting there with the wrong fader right. hired up going. I wonder what's wrong there. <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Um, good, Tony. Oh, definitely fucking mental the past couple of years. I'll say almost that. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to even remember it, isn't it? No. Yeah, no, the, the the television was one of the main causes of all this crazy stuff that was going on. There was one fella interviewed, he was a, um, um, the other fellas that live out in, the, in America, they live out in the houses and all that stuff. You know what you call them, fellas? Which fellas? Do you know the fellas that live out in in, in their own town and they all help each other out? And, oh, um, the, the Amish people? The Amish, yeah, he yeah. was he was interviewed uh, one day on television, and he said, "How are you getting on with the with the vaccination, the coronavirus?" He said, "Oh, we know nothing about that. We don't have a television." <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's interviewed. Yeah. He, you know, we know nothing. And, and you know uh, what? I don't ha- I don't have the statistics for the Amish community, but I doubt any more people yeah. died within the Amish community. No, no difference. They didn't know anything about it. They said they didn't know what they were talking about. Like they had no television, and that was the cause of all the people. They're showing these coffins and funerals and people dead in hospitals and all that stuff. We so all, we all, I knew it was a lot of crap from the start. If you, you said about the politicians there about a minute ago, with the politicians, well, the politicians were out playing golf one day and they all got in trouble one day. Remember the oh, they do, yeah, the, golf case, yeah. Yeah, 80 <laughs> people that were playing golf. And you mean to tell me if there's a serious 
that time, uh, you could see them, they wouldn't cross the road if there wasn't a yellow light flashing. But see, what, yeah, but what, what, what I couldn't understand was that whole thing. Do you remember Leo Varadkar yeah. was away at some yeah. festival in the UK? He was. Uh, and, 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 and that's fine. If that's what you want to do, go go for it. Oh. But, but but here's the thing. Yeah. But you can't be going to a festival in the UK and having a good time and sitting amongst the crowd when you're telling the Irish people they're not allowed out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, and, and not even telling the Irish people to be out. But you hear Pat on on television, on the radio in the morning, but they're not in Baxos. I swear to God, he was like, he, it was so funny to listen to him. I used to listen in the morning just for the last. <laughs> he goes around in non back saucy I've got around the place spending the virus. I know, I, know. I, I, I think he even went as far as doing a German accent at one stage about people that were non vaccinated. Oh, he was like yeah, he was like, he, he, Hitler wouldn't be as bad as as the, the way, way he, he, he well he did people. he did go on a bit about the vaccines, yeah. But look, he, that's the way he, he felt yeah. about it and you know, I, obviously I feel Come differently. Up, but why should we have to hear it? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> don't have to listen to it's an argument, you don't have to listen to him if you don't want to. You don't, yeah. You could listen to me instead. <laughs> they really brainwashed everybody, I thought. You know, there was a lot of brainwashing, and that's all there was, and the television were involved. I mean, look, well. there's no the doubt at the start, you know, we all didn't know what yeah. we were facing, and, and it was genuinely quite serious. And But I think within within a few months, we had a fair idea. It wasn't... Well, I mean, yeah. I, I remember in February, before it just just before it started in media, we were getting these videos yeah. from China of people live falling dead on the streets, yeah. right? That never yeah. happened. That was all a lie. No, no. no there was nobody oh, yeah. falling dead on the streets. But you see, the funny thing about it is, right, there are these doctors and professors, you go online, you can hear them talking about it, and they were all saying, this is all, uh, Dolores Cal, which you had on the radio once. I did, well, I did, I did it now, now, to be fair, I had Dolores on at the very early stages. You had her on. I, yeah, I but, but, now, but now she did go too far, you know, I mean, let's yeah, be clear. She, she, she okay, I, 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 I don't want to... Hold on a second. I don't want to talk about. Sorry, pardon me. I don't want to talk about Dolores while she's not on the air to defend herself. So, oh, you understand okay. that? Well, she did, she was one of the one of the. Well, she got a lot of trouble for what she did. Like, oh, yeah. she did. She was one of the one of the. Is she politics? No, politics? no, she's not. Well, at the time, she was a spokesperson. I think for the Freedom Party or something like that. Was, but I, I yeah, yeah. She, okay, but I, I think what happened with Dolores. I think I, you know, at the start, we did interview her, and I can't remember what it was about. And some of the stuff she said was okay, and some of it wasn't. But then, in my view, she went too far, and that was fine too. But look, that's her business, and I don't want to talk about her. Um, so, Tony, yeah, Tony, getting, getting, getting back to, I suppose, during COVID nineteen, your brother got married. Yeah, my brother got married, and also with the Holy Communion, which I wasn't invited to because of, I, I wasn't vaccinated. Oh, so, okay. uh, oh, you weren't oh, yeah, you weren't I invited was. because you weren't vaccinated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm not vaccinated. Oh, I you're you're so kidding me. I'm not kidding you. And plus, I wasn't. I was. I never refused to serve in the pub one day because I wasn't vaccinated. Had to leave the pub. <laughs> and how do they know? How do they know you went? Oh, you didn't have a vaccine passport. I didn't have my passport. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had my card to show them inside the pub. Hey, look, look at this in the park. You have when you when you when you even think about <coughs> when you pardon me when you even <laughs> think about that now that you had to have a little passport to get a drink in a bar, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And but you know what? The funny thing about it is a lot of people went away and got the vaccination just to go to the pub, like. Oh, I know. I know. And, I, and people, I, and I, I'm not joking. There's a lot of people come out yet about this vaccination. Well, okay, well, a lot of people are getting sick. The, the, I know. I'm not going to say nothing about no, it. No, no. Uh, Tony, totally, I, I have no issue with that. And I know there has been lots of evidence that there has been damage done by the really? vaccine. Lot, and and lot, there, there are other, come. well, hang on. I have to be fair. There are other scientists and biologists will say no that's just correlation it's not causation so the jury is out and you know look there will come a time you know obviously when that will be discussed in more detail but Tony why did you choose not to get it at the time because we wouldn't have known very much about it 
kind of, I didn't know much about it, but I kind, of, I kind of said to myself, Jesus, there's something funny about this fucking thing that's happening. And, and you know, who, who, like, number one, the, the goddess thing didn't, did, did help me to change my mind. But uh, other things were saying, I, I met about 250 people during the whole, during the, about the south of it. And I asked every one of them, they're all from around the country, do they know anybody that has the, that, that died from the coronavirus? Like, I was interviewing it, about 250 people I interviewed. Now, one person knew anyone that died in the court of Ireland. So I said, okay, this pandemic is not going, not going as planned. Well, be, well people did people. die from it, Tony. There were people that died. They, 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 but they, but I, understand, I know what you're coming at there, but I met, what I'm saying is I met 250 people at least, and I asked every one of them, different mm. parts of Ireland, do they know anyone died from it? And no, well, I, I personally didn't know anybody who died from COVID-19, yeah, but I, I, but I know people either. did. Uh, yeah, all people might have died. And, yes, and, uh, and yeah, you're right. Ma- they mainly were people I, over the age of 70. Yes. I, I did get the coronavirus myself. Like, I, I was drinking whiskey and because when I get a cold, I go on hot whiskey and put you in and mix the two of them together. That's only an excuse for you to drink, Tony. That's all that is. Yeah, <laughs> but I couldn't taste the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because well, it was a different type of virus and had different side effects. One of those side effects was you lost your sense of taste. Yeah, of course, and your taste, yeah. sense of smell. And, and, and uh, that's what I do. I, I, I got the fuck, and I drank a, a little half bottle of whiskey and a little twist. <laughs> okay, but what was, the, what was the worst part of the two years? So you decided not to get the vaccine uh, because you felt, you felt that you could get through that without actually having a vaccine. Yeah, and, that's, and that's your choice entirely, by the way. You wouldn't think that during the time, but it was your choice. But what, what was the worst part for you during the two and a half years? Well, I suppose that kids and everything, and I kind of um, stopped taking them out. I would be allowed to go, you know, I was kind of, you know. It was boring. From, it was boring. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of enjoyed I kind of went to a few places. I didn't really relax in the house. Like, I didn't lock myself in anywhere. Like, I'll tell you the truth. Did you stick to the 5K? Did you stick to the 5K? I did, yeah. 55K. I was just on the speed limit. <laughs> right, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I did not, know. But come here, uh, my mother went to went down to the beach one day and, and she was inside in the car and uh, on the radio, 5K was the limit and the sister was driving. She said, I mean, you're not supposed to be going any more than 5K. She said, why am? She said, well, she's in the car. What difference does it make? <laughs> beach, like. I wish she's right, like, you know. What I, I remember that. Do you remember we had a, we had a beautiful summer and um, the temperature yeah. was 30 degrees at one stage and people were being stopped from going to the beach. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I remember. I remember the I tell you madness. What sort of madness was that? Oh, okay, well, so stay there for a second. Let me. And, and, and these are people that was outdoor with a virus that was a very little bit risk to them. It just made no sense. If anything at all, going outdoors would have been, would have been good for people. Oshin, uh, you're an Ireland's classic. It's radio. How are you doing, Oshin? Hey, no, jumping the nonsense of, uh, yes, you go into a bar or a pub and you need to buy a nine-euro meal. Because COVID knew how much money you spent. (laughs) Which would guarantee you immunity from COVID, even though you're sitting right beside somebody. But, I mean, we can laugh at this now, but look how that affected bars and restaurants. They nearly lost their, most of them nearly lost their business. No, they did. I mean, if you go around Dublin now, some of the great, you know, nightclubs, you know, some of the great pubs, they're gone, they're closed, they're shuttered up. And I, I was working in the yeah. event industry, and a lot of that has gone. Yeah. A lot of that has gone. Um, you know, owners, companies, businesses. Like, some people are very smart. They jumped online. They did virtual, whatever they were doing. Yeah, it was all virtual online. So they were able to keep themselves going. It took everybody by surprise. Like mm. it really did. There was a lot of panic. There was a lot of stress. What I enjoyed about it, and I'm not. I don't mean this in a lighthearted way. We all know people died. I just enjoyed the silence. 
Yeah, you know, that was nice. And I tell you, I always remember because thankfully I never had to stick to the, the, the lockdowns because I was in media and I had a pass that I could travel more than the 5K, which means I was very lucky in that respect, right? But I do remember coming from uh, Belfast down one day, uh, one morning, and it was in the middle of lockdown five or level five, whatever it was. And I drove yeah, down, yeah. and as I came down to the port, because that's where the radio station is, down at the port, the end of the port tunnel there at the Tree Arena, and as I came down, I said, it's like Christmas Day. There wasn't, it is, there was no yeah. traffic. And this was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. There was no traffic, nothing. And it was great. <laughs> it was I mean, to, to, a certain, to a certain extent, I mean, I got out, I actually, you know, for once in probably about two years, I got out with my kids on their bikes. And I remember one genuinely specific time, my daughter turned and said, Daddy, are we going past our 5K? And this is on bikes now. And I went, I don't care. I don't care. I said, it's quiet. We're out on the bikes. And who's going who's gonna to stop us on bikes? Yeah. yeah. And then the, the other thing I don't miss was, do you remember the queuing for the shop? Yeah. Oh, that's silly. I'm wearing the mask. Yeah. It was madness. And you'd have people, again, look, I, I've not been condescending. The people in there, and the, you know, you, you go to Little Araldi or any other shop that had a stop and go system. And half the time it worked and half the time it didn't. And you'd have a, you'd have a huge fucking queue of people. Like, you'd be 60, 70 people outside waiting with trolleys and everything else. Sure. I, I always yeah. remember I was at JC's one day, supermarket and swords, and there was a queue outside and they were all, you know, two metres apart and all that kind of yeah. area. And there was a woman there about 45, and so and she had a mask on her, right, in the queue, and she was about two people in front of me. And every now and again, she'd pull the mask down and take a pull of her cigarette and pull the mask down. Oh, sure, I did that. And I was saying to myself, you do realise, love, the cigarettes are going to kill you quicker than the, than the yeah, COVID. Yeah. A I, lot quicker. Again, lightheartedly, you know, the only funny part was, and to a certain extent, I actually say, I still see it to this day. You know, if one person in the car with the windows up wearing a mask, yeah, now that's that's their personal choice. But I mean, seriously, come on. There's nobody in the car with you, and you got a mask over your face. I mean, look again. I'm not being condescending. But, but we we know now. I mean, the biggest study that has ever been done in relation to masks was done there about two months ago, and it's gold standard. It was published. We know now, and they, according to them, the quote is: masks made little or no difference whatsoever because no, because of the way people were using them, the particle size, all that. We we know that now. So, in other words. That was all a waste of time. And not only was it a waste of time, the way people treated each other. In other words, oh, uh, you know, if, you, if you weren't wearing a mask, it was like you were walking around with a gun in your hand. Oh, no, that was horrible. People were literally, I remember vividly, you're right to a certain extent when you started the show, you know, it's almost like your mind has, it was like a long, long, long summer holiday. Your mind has just blocked it out. And I, I remember seeing fights with people. I mean, literally, oh, yeah. like big fights. I was asked to leave Tesco one day. I was in Tesco, and it was just before the masks came in as mandated, and I wasn't wearing one. And I was, but some people were wearing them themselves. Remember, people had decided themselves to start wearing them before them. Anyway, I sneezed, and you know, it was just one of those sneezes that catches it off guard. And I kind of put my arm up, and went, oh. and I was walking around for about two minutes. And next minute, security guard came over and tapped me on the shoulder, and oh, I geez. and I looked at him, and then he stood back for his two meters, you know. And I said, Are "You all right?" Yeah. And he said, "I've had a couple of complaints." And I said, complaints. And I, and I thought, is he at the catch? Like, am I stealing something? Is he accusing me of stealing? <laughs> and he said, and I said, what complaints? And he said, uh, some people said they saw you sneezing. And I said, oh yeah. I said, I just, I said, I must have been in the allergy of pollen in the air or something. And he said, no, I'll have to ask you to leave. They suspect you sneeze because they suspect yeah. you might have COVID. I was escorted out of Tesco's. Escorted that is out. Absolutely. Yeah, but he, that is ridiculous. You know, I, 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 mean, I could have made a scene about it. 
but I didn't because I'm in media yeah, and I didn't yeah. want to make a scene, so I just left anyway. But I scorted out the door because I sneezed. That's how bonkers things became. People it's, became irrational. I, I don't know. In fairness, I was about to say that. Do you remember like the first days of this? Every shop you went into was strip bare. Mm, oh yeah, it was strip bare. There was well, no well, wait, hey, wait, wait. What was the story with the toilet rolls? <laughs> you couldn't get toilet rolls, <laughs> the toilet rolls and the bread and bacon. It's and, not uh, like uh, COVID uh, gave you the shit. So I, don't, I had no, no idea why the toilet rolls were going missing. You couldn't I, get I a toilet actually, roll. I was actually in Lidl, and I'm not joking with you. This was pretty uh, during the first year of it, right? And I was going around, and some of the lads in Lidl were bringing out, and the girls as well, you know, let's be fair, bringing out stacks of toilet rolls. Boy, Jesus, it was like mob mentality. People mm. were diving all over them. They were literally pushing each other and shoving each other. And I'm standing there going, I only want four toilet rolls. <laughs> and literally, by look at the draw, the, the kind of rigmarole that was going on, four just bounced across the floor and I went, right, fuck you up. I'm taking them. Uh, well, I'm not joking. They were gone in like 10 seconds. And, I don't know what the crack of toilet rolls. bottles of hand sanitizer. So yeah, oh, at one stage, you couldn't get it. They were selling hand sanitizer, a little small bottle on Amazon for 300 quid. That's correct. Yep, yep. And if you like, I mean, it's funny before before COVID, I actually wore the same masks for doing road work. Mm. You know, so the dust doesn't go into your face. You can wear heat filters, but they're too heavy in your face. I was wearing the same masks. So even before, even when it was kicking off to a certain extent, I did about four or five hundred of these damn things. You know, I I, you know? I had one. I remember I used to have one in East Pocket. It was all crumpled up, and I was just sticking on me, which had to be very unhealthy, by the way. It was covered in bacteria and all sorts of things. No, in <laughs> fairness, in fairness, I think I, I think I wore the same mask for about six months. I'm not joking with you. <laughs> I was just like a new mask. Well, I only day, wore guys. it in a shop. That was the only place I ever wore it. Was in a shop. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was going cycling with my kids, they were like, "Do we need a mask?" No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I wore it the first time I went away on a plane um, towards the end of COVID. We were still had the masks here and. In fairness to Aer Lingus, they weren't very strict about it. Um, but when I went, when I got over to America at the time, the American airlines were really strict um, at the time. Uh, but Aer Lingus, yeah, I kind of had it most of the time just under my nose, you know, hanging down. Yeah. Anyway, well, 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 stay there. I want to go to Lewis as well. Lewis. Hi, Noel. How are you? John, I'll be with you in a second. Sorry for keeping you waiting. Yeah, sorry, Lewis. Uh, Lewis, I mean, what was it for the two years, two and a half years? What did, what did you kind of miss the most or how did it affect you? Uh, so, Niall, obviously I was talking to you during COVID. Um, I was strongly against I didn't get vaccinated. If you remember, I was talking to you. It must have been That's your choice. That's your choice, yeah. And um, I didn't like it. It was almost, you were, there was no freedom of choice. You're almost, you know, we'll take away sitting inside, then we'll take away the gym, then we'll take away this, that and the other. And you're almost forced to get vaccinated. And I I thought that was quite shocking. I don't think I'll actually get over how, like, like where is where is democracy and all this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of people right got, point. look, a lot of people got vaccinated and that's fine too. And a lot of people didn't get vaccinated and that's fine as well. But, but, and, but a lot of people said they got vaccinated um, because they felt they had to. But I, I, I actually got, I, I got, sorry for cutting in, I got all the vaccinations going, right? And I still caught COVID three times. Yeah, I, I, I only got I only got COVID after I got vaccinated. <laughs> I didn't get it before then. Yeah, but no, but no, I'm not I'm not yeah. saying that's some sort of study, by the way. I'm just that's my own personal experience. But sorry, Lewis. So Lewis, Lewis, you think it was a bit of scaremongering going on? I do because I remember um, just before I hit kind of the UK and Ireland, there was remember videos in Sky News of uh, vans of coffins going around Italy. Like where where yeah, was that going around? Yeah, like where was that happening? 
Like, I felt it was like, you know, sit down and watch like this. Mm. Well, I, well, I do know, I do know a lot of people. Because where, where was the coffins in Ireland? Like, I didn't see any. Around. It, it was almost like I'm sorry for cutting again. So I do apologise. Remember, uh, a lot of the European countries were starting to hire the refrigerated container trucks. That's right, yeah. yeah. And they had they had, yeah. had them in like literally in rows waiting for coffins of bodies. I do know in New York at one stage in Manhattan they did have quite high excess deaths, and there was people were being moved over to what's the name Rikers Island, I think, or whatever it was, and. But that's a seemingly, it's a regular occurrence at a particular time of the year when the weather gets very warm and a lot of people, sadly, who don't have money to be buried naturally um, die and they get moved over to whatever island it is where they bury oh, people. It, yeah, yeah. That's like a pauper's grave. Yeah, but, but because Manhattan and New York would have such a high-density population, you know, COVID did affect it more so than anywhere else probably or a lot of other places well, yeah. in the world. You know, so people, yeah. cities with high high densities would have been affected a little bit more because... Lewis, there was no doubt that, you know, for people over the age of 70, there was a risk factor because it was it was a little bit more dangerous than the flu. For those under the age of 70, um, it wasn't. And where we went wrong was we didn't protect the people over the age of 70 and we focused too much on the whole population when we didn't need to. If yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm, I'm wrong in saying that, but I, but I think I'm not a, certainly not a doctor, but I would imagine that's where we went really wrong. So, Lewis, uh, how old are you, Lewis, by the way? You sound quite young. Uh, I'm 20 at the moment now. Oh, okay. So you were in school at the time? Um, yeah, I was actually, in March 2020, I was actually preparing to do my Irish orals for my Leaving Cert. So I never actually, I never actually sat the Leaving Cert. Right, so you're one of you those, know? yeah, you're one of those two-year people in two-year period who never got to do the Leaving Cert. Yeah, exactly. It completely um, reshaped my life path, to say the least. I didn't expect to end up where I am now. Uh, right. I was... Yeah, so it completely changed my life anyway. Uh, and, many, and, and from a point, point, of view, point of view, because I know they assessed everybody instead of actually having to sit and do an exam. From a points yeah. point of view, did you get as many points in the assessment as you would have probably got if you had done the exam or do you think you got less or more? Uh, no, I actually didn't. I got less points than I did in my mocks when I, sat, when I actually sat my mocks. So I was, I, was, this, I was really disappointed and it was out of my hands as well. So... I was really disappointed, and I don't think I'll ever get over that disappointment in uh, September. So, so did you miss out on a course that you were looking to do? Yeah, um, I missed out. I actually didn't get any college places. I had to do a PLC and then get in that way. So oh, I'm okay. doing what I want to do now. So you're you're basically stuck with those grades now, regardless. Well, he lost a year of his life to a PLC, you know, which yeah, is yeah, right. Um, yeah. So okay. I, I am I. But I'm I'm in I'm in I'm in college now where I want to be. So eventually got there, but not the way I, I planned. Yeah, the long you know way. What I mean? Yeah, the long way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And what was it like for young people? Because I felt sorry for young people because at the age you were at, which would have been eight, eight I'm trying to remember, eighteen years of age at the time, or seventeen, yeah, eighteen yeah. years of age. That's when you're meant to be going out. You know, you can now legally drink. You can have a good time. Nightclubs, nightclubs, like, bars, meeting girls. So yeah. on, walk, like my, boys, whatever. You lost all that, didn't you? Yeah. Like, Niall, I celebrated my 18th birthday in June 2020 uh, sitting out the back garden with my parents. Not the way I would have, like, ever imagined. <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm not laughing um, at you, sorry. <laughs> and it's like, um, you know, especially, I thought mental health was impacted, and I don't think that was, like, the government ever 
um, kind of listened and understood how much mental health was impacted from all age groups, not just young people, like elderly people being left on their own. You know, they they, they need people to visit them and, Absolutely, you know, yeah. go out. And that, I think, like, being told to stay alone on your own, like, that's... How how is that good for anyone? We're human beings. We're meant to interact, not be on our own. We're we social creatures. We don't creatures. know how to be on our own. No, we exactly. don't. We're not good at it. Uh, well, no, exactly. what I thought was really sad, Lewis, and I'm sure you, you respect this too, even as a young person, when I've seen so many elderly people dying on their own uh, because their daughters and sons or whoever weren't allowed into the hospital to be with them when they died. And I, I exactly. just thought that was incredible. Because I, 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 I was saying at the time, I remember saying in the air, I'm glad my parents are dead because my parents are dead 10 years. And I said, I'm, I'm glad they're dead because if my mother and father were in hospital, I could tell you now, wild dogs wouldn't stop me even getting in to see them. <laughs> I'd, it, I'd have broken it, the it, window. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, um, you know, uh, um, fathers missing the birth of their children as well oh, in the hospitals. Yep. That was another, another or, or we did have one couple on the air and his wife sadly lost her baby or she was she was given the bad news that she was going to lose her baby and he couldn't even be there with her when she was given that bad news. I mean, that's shocking. It was shocking. It's and all, a lot of it was completely unnecessary. Exactly. Yeah. And now, another point that I, I really don't understand is um, they took everything away. They took, you know, gyms away. They took, you know, they put the, at the start, remember, with the 2K limit, you couldn't go past at the very beginning. And um, you know, encourage you know takeaways and stuff. How how was that good for your health as well? Mm, I didn't I understand that aspect of things, you know. So, but well, they have things. they have calculated a lot of that. You know that people would have changed their eating habits, drinking habits, smoking habits. All people would have got a bit lazier maybe during the time, and they they did calculate all that and say that that will reduce people's life limitation or the the length of people's lives in the long term. So we don't really know the damage it's done to society. That's kind of incalculable in, to some degree. But stay there for a second. Let me go to John as well. John, how are you doing? You're on Ireland's Classic. It's radio. Hey, John. How are you? Good, John. Uh, John, how did it go for you? Not good, no. No? Okay. Um, I just remember, no. The only thing that I have in my head, no, um, is that we lost our brother-in-law. I'm um, sorry to hear that. It was very sad, no. I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why, no. It was the saddest fucking day that there was only 12 people allowed in, um, which my partner went in and our family. And I sat out in the car with my daughter and we watched it online. Because mm. there were like bouncers lot down in Newlands Cross Cemetery when we walked up to the door. And I'm not even messing with you. It kills me deep. Like fucking mouth, just to her. I'm sorry. Um, I'm so, that's really upsetting, John, to listen to you upset about that. I'm not even messing. Fuck's sake. I'm inside the car. Watching this funeral service. I won't fucking forget it, Noel. What, what happened to him, John? How, how did he die? Because everything was definitely Noel. Yeah. He was going about and he couldn't get the fucking help he needed. And everything was gone. The hospitals were gone, the appointments were gone. And then he went. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I tell you, I blamed the fucking corporate on his life. You know? I always said, I'll get him for this. Well, like, I can hear the damage it's done to you because you did. There's no finality for you because you didn't get to be there. 
killed me. Yeah. And it killed, it killed my partner. I know. It killed us. As a fucking family, it killed us. He should be here today. You know, he yeah. should be. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And you know, there were so many people across the country who couldn't get to see a doctor, a GP. Um, appointments, as you say, were all can. A lot of appointments were cancelled. Um, cancer services weren't as good as they should have been. You know, scanning all that, and so many people will. You know, their lives were shortened by that. It fucking killed me, you know, yeah. and it, it still it hits me. Look, I was amazed what you were talking about tonight. I'm, I'm sorry for getting upset. No, don't be. Don't be sorry, John. Jeepers, I I completely empathise with you. I'd I'd feel the same way if I was you. You know, I, I on everything. What the, he should be here with us today. Yeah. You know, I remember my partner being in hospital at the same time, and she went down to A and E, and no, she wasn't very well at the time. She went down. Everybody was told to stay away from A and E. She went down and took a live video in A and E. And there was nobody there, lad. There was nobody there. And that video went for it. Yeah. Everywhere, all it bounced around the country. There was nobody in there, you know. And everybody was told to stay away from me in the years, as the government was saying. And you know, I was shot down a few times. I was on radio shows. Look, just go to you know, Look after yourselves. You know, I was on your show. It was on everybody's show. I was everybody's, you know. And... I just can't believe that. Do you know, do you know, you know what? One of the, the 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 best moments for me when I say best moments, and and I don't regret it, and I never will. And I got a complaint to the broadcasting authority, and I don't care. But there's a, yeah. there was a woman on Christmas twenty twenty. I've lost track of time. Twenty one or twenty two. I can't remember. And she was she wasn't well, and she wanted to go and see her daughter, uh, but there was a lockdown, and they weren't allowed to go to the airports. And her daughter had booked the flights for her to go over to England for Christmas. And she rang me up on the air really upset. And she said, I can't go to the airport. If I get caught, I'll be in huge trouble. Now, you know, I have to go by the rules and all that. And I said, go and see your daughter. Because she was old. I said, go and see her. So she listened to me and she went. And she had a great time. She came back in January. And sadly, in January, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. I then spoke to her on the air. She could hardly speak at this stage because the brain, her cancer had affected her speech. And I wished her well. And I'll never remember what she said to me. This was about fe- the end of February. She thanked me for telling her to go. It was the best two weeks of her life that she got to be with her daughter for three weeks over the Christmas. And, and she said goodbye to me. But it was the way she said goodbye. And then three days later, her daughter rang the radio station to say she had passed away. And you know what? I have never felt more satisfied that I broke the rules. Yeah. That I told her to break. The, I told her to break the rules and go. Because she got to be with her daughter for the last three or four weeks of her life. And it was it was a wonderful feeling. Now I got a complaint to the broadcasting authority, which <clears throat> thankfully was rejected in the end. Uh, but I didn't care because I felt no. good about doing that. Yes, 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 yes. I just feel robbed, Noel. You know that way. I feel robbed. My partner feels robbed. We all feel robbed about this. You know. Um, I mean, I do understand, John. At the very start, when Leo Varadkar stood in the steps of Washington, and but no, but hang on, hang on. None of us knew. What, what was going to happen. To be fair, John, we hadn't an idea. And, you know, everybody kind of thought this could be very dangerous. 
But I think within a very short space of time, within a few months, we had a great understanding or a much better understanding that the virus mainly affected people over the age of 70. Mainly affected people over the age of 70. And that's who we should have been protecting, more so than anybody else. We took a lot of unnecessary steps, which we now know, when we look at studies from around the world, were probably unnecessary. Ireland had the longest lockdown, second longest lockdown in the world, which was completely unnecessary. Uh, and it affected so many people's lives, and I understand that. You know? They never understand, Emma. They never understand how they fought us and how they, you know, made your life sell. Mm. And what they doing? You don't miss. They won't. And they won't ever. They never, ever. They won't. They don't give a fuck, no, anyway, how we feel and how many partners feel. How our family feels, you know, and letting only 12 into a fucking funeral and the size of a church that could hold 100 people, you know. Where the fuck did that come from? Where did you ever get that? Where well, a lot, of, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that they said, um, you know, Ushie mentioned the nine euro meal if you went out to a pub, a lot of it made no sense. No sense. I mean, six people in a graveyard at one stage made no sense. Six people at a wedding made no sense in a large venue. None of that made no. any sense. But, but, but I, I'm, we now know that it was pointless. That it was not. That was non. They they were nonsensical restrictions. I don't know who thought they were doing the right thing. But stay there just before we went to the break. I want to go to Tom as well because he's married there eight and waiting ages. Tom, how are you doing? How are you doing? This is sorry. Good. You think I'm being too harsh? Yeah. Um, okay. Why? Yeah. I, I suppose it's difficult now to come on and kind of question some of the thoughts that you had out there with, um, you know, John online and, and all the rest. No, I understand. But, um, I, like, I think, uh, you know, the the six people that you mentioned in the graveyard, I, I'm just kind of wondering, like, um, well, have you read Neffet's suggestions and their explanations for why they thought six I've people? I've read a lot well, of the stuff. I read a lot of the stuff. But what, but what I found was Neffet at the time, some of the stuff they suggested was okay. Uh, under the under the circumstances that we were in, something that was, uh, I suppose, the unknown. But but Neffet were allowed way too much power, way too much power. We basically allowed them to run the country for two years. I mean, and at one yeah. stage, if you remember, Leo Varadkar on prime time suggested Neffet were wrong and he wasn't going to run with another lockdown or whatever it was at the time. He pulled his horns in the next day when Tony Holohan had a go at him, and all of a sudden he he retracted. But he said they were running the country. Where are they now? Mm. I mean, there was a lot of rich people in effort, by the way, can I point out? A lot of people made a lot of money in effort. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. Like, I know, like, uh, I agree with your point uh, there a few years ago on changing the Neffet team and, and recycling them in, in a way. I did agree yeah. with those. Like, like it's Neffet's, it was Neffet's job to be um, very kind of defensive in mind about the, the restrictions and all the rest. Like, that's their job. Their job is to think of the worst-case scenario uh, a realistic version of the worst case as much as possible and to present that to the government. And then it was the government's job to uh, take that advice on board and make a decision about it. And like they, they were like, I, I know like they um, followed Neffet's advice most of the way through. To the some of the restrictions yeah. obviously were a nightmare, obviously. I did. Really I, I, I mean, Tom, sorry for interrupting, but I heard one of them one day on another radio station saying, and this was the line, we were going back into a level five lockdown where pubs, restaurants, everything will all have to close again, right? And he said, and this is the line, if it saves one life, won't it be worth it? And I'm listening to mm-hmm. him going, are you being logical? No, it won't be worth it. 
because sadly for that person, that one life that's lost, thousands of other lives could be lost and affected by uh, mental health problems, people losing their businesses, their econ- the economy destroyed, which has a knock-on effect of people's health. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't, that's not the way you work things. It's like, you know, when the hospital yeah, no. decides every year how much money they spend on medication. You know, there is medication that can cure certain diseases, but it's too expensive. They have to budget and they'll say, we would rather pay for medication for this person who has a better chance of living. And that's the way it works. That's just a balance. So there has to be a balance. And the balance wasn't right. Well, I, I mean, like, early on, maybe towards the latter part of it, it wasn't right. When, like, did the uh, buying food or drink and all that kind of stuff was waffle. And, and I suppose really just a way to keep the bars in, in business, maybe, kept money coming in for them, if anything else. Um, but in the early stage of it, a lot of it was guesswork. Like, when you mentioned that, like, within the first few months, we had an idea of, of where COVID was going. We didn't. We had anecdotal information. We were getting information from other countries. We were seeing Italy's death figure spike, and that was mainly because of the old age population. But we had very little understanding. And, like, when you're talking well, about... Well, Italy Reed, made a huge not, mistake. We're, we're, Italy made a huge mistake but, at the start by basically hospitalising everybody. We're, when we're looking at research, we're not looking at just an article that comes out about COVID or five articles about COVID. Like, decisions are made on reviews, like, as in multiple articles about the same thing. And that's how science... And, and I, I would agree with you. That's and, the way science should work. But the, uh, Tom, that's the way science should work. But I found that during COVID, decisions were being made on social media. In other words, people were, they were pandering to the panic on social media. And if you remember, like, yeah. it was like, you know, at one Paddy's Day, there was loads of people in a pub... And it was hashtag close the pubs. And within a day, the government yeah. had closed the pubs. So there was, the, social media was dictating what was going on. And yeah, then you had, then like, you had people okay, turning okay, against okay. each other. This whole yeah. thing about the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. People turned on each other. That was wrong. On every level, that was wrong. We now know that unvaccinated are just as likely to spread it as vaccinated. It doesn't make any difference whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. You're just as likely to spread it. We now know that. We now know, but we didn't know that initially. But, 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 well, then how, how could we advertise and be so sure, for example, at the time that, I remember the scientists on Twitter, the Irish scientists, get your vaccination, you won't get COVID. And you won't transmit, it'll reduce transmission. Yet Pfizer themselves have said they never tested it for transmission. Never. No. So... Stating for a fact, the scientist says that if you if you get a vaccine, you're definitely not going to get COVID. Luke O'Neill put up a Luke O'Neill put up a tweet saying to get the vaccine and you won't get COVID. No, no rational scientist will say that. Well, then, well, then you're telling me that Luke O'Neill is not a rational scientist because he put that up on COVID or up on the on the thing. He said that if you get if you get the if you get the COVID vaccine, it had just come out, and he said if you get any one of the vaccines, he was quoting some article. If you get any one of the vaccines, you won't get COVID. No. That's not how science works. We know that vaccines reduce the likelihood of transmission. Absolutely. They don't stop Absolutely. from getting them all together. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh,